Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He brings a knife, you bring a gun. That's the gutting way. Hey, Herd, how are you? Kevin Goatee here, gutting the sacred cow. New episode this week. One of my favorite co-hosts, Joanne Nosichinsky from Morning on Compound Media, sits in with me, and we welcome Dave Cyrus, who wrote King of Staten Island, because Dave has come on to exercise the demons and try and take on the exorcist. Before we get to it, hey, please, new folks and friends, if you haven't done so yet, please leave us a five-star rating two or three sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. Go to guttingthesacredcow.com to grab a pretty cool tank top, a serviceable water bottle, and a t-shirt for the hell of it. It is summertime, right? And last but not least, if you want to advertise, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. Let us know what other kind of segments that you think would help add to our show. We're all ears. Tweet us, GTSC Podcast. And that's that. Let's see if Dave Cyrus has the goods to try and bring down The Exorcist. You show me a pay stuff for $72,000 and I quit my job right now and work for you. Joanne Nosichinsky, name that film. Oh, one I'm not in. <laughs> no idea? No. No? All right. We'll go to our guest, Dave Cyrus. How's it going, Dave? Welcome to the show. Hi, Cyrus. Cyrus, uh, excuse me. Oh, good. Uh, you're asking me, oh, wait, am I supposed to guess what movie that is? Yes, please. $72,000. When was that a lot of money? Uh, I'm going to say Sound of Music. The answer, The Wolf of Wall Street. Cool. Ah. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. Right. Where hands in the track. Yeah. Kevin Goatee, Joanne Nosichinsky guest hosting tonight from, Com- from Compound's morning show. I'm not calling it back talk. That's a bunch of bullshit. Thank you. And a frequent guest and uh, co-host in this show, Dave Cyrus, joining us. Dave, tell us what you're up to, where we can find you, and all the cool projects you're, uh, you have done or will are up to now. Oh, God. Uh, well, uh, if you go, I'm Dave S-I-R-U-S on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, if you want to see some of the old stuff that I've done, a lot of that's on YouTube. You can look up uh, Brickstone or just Westboro. Uh, there's a lot of my uh, old interviews where I use this mic to uh, to ambush hate groups at different protests. That was really fun. And, uh, you know, there's all the stuff I've done. You can check out uh, the Triumph insult comic dog uh election watch special on hulu or the show let's be real on fox or my new show on peacock that's going to come out next year sweet it's a lot so, more than <laughs> that's the list that's pretty damn i also wrote a little film glass that came out a year and a half ago two years yes maybe. yeah almost two years ago the king yeah. of staten island i wrote that uh with uh judd apatow and pete davidson came out uh right after the world fell apart mm-hmm. so <laughs> Could have been a really cool year for me, 
but I was at home. But the movie still came out, so good for us. That's that's listen. Yours came out on time. Top Gun Maverick was delayed five times. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We were one of the only movies that just said, nope, just put it out. Not going to wait three years to get it back in theaters. It was literally like, for God's sake, the last thing people need is less movies coming out now, honestly. And it was like, I was happy about it because it's like, well, the bombs, this is clearly not our fault. (laughs) But Dave has decided to come on and take down, I'm going to say probably the the most... The, the biggest horror film of all time. I really am remiss to think otherwise. The Exorcist. Yeah, I right? guess it is, huh? I mean, you can argue the slashers, but I you got to think, you think horror, you think Exorcist. 1973, this puppy came out, a $12 million budget at the time, bringing in $441.3 million. Now, Joanne, turn that into 2022 money. I did it. Here it is. $77.8 million budget. billion. Oh, now that that 400 million you just brought up, that's from the original 1973 and not from the 2000 re-release. They had all encompassing. I think they just lumped it all together. Yeah, it's definitely not that much because a lot of Mm. that is the 2000 re-release where the inflation numbers would have been nowhere near as much in terms of constant dollars. But I love this. I don't know. I mean, how much could have made it on a re-release versus that? Because back in 1973, when there was and when there were about four films out, you know, for months, because that's how they were back in the day, people saw that thing over and over and over and over and over. Oh, sure. That's- but I mean, the same thing happened with Star Wars. I mean, that it got re-released, that E.T., you know, the numbers get inflated and you think it's all original dollars. But no, that's true. At the time, those movies make out a higher percentage of people watching them than anything. I mean, okay. Jaws. Well, it's still, it's still money I don't get a cut of. So it's still <laughs> a lot of money to me. Dave, I have an answer for you. It, originally in 73, it made 193 million. Right. So less than then, half of that. And then 112 in 2000. Okay. All right. Which it was out for. Wow, that's a long ass time. <laughs> I know this is right because it reads September 22nd to July 12th of 01 that it was out. I just don't see it being out that long in the theater for that's horseshit. I'm I'm guessing. Well, I mean, the thing is, especially back then, you would see theaters keep movies for very long periods of time. It wasn't like a, a studio would say this is how long it had to be out for. It would just stay in a theater as long as it was making money. So right. some theaters, if people were just still seeing midnight showings of The Exorcist, they might have kept playing it. That's when I saw it, by the way. I saw it for the first time in the theater when that whole re-release happened. Like, it's remastered. It's beautiful. It's this classic horror movie. Mm, fair. I saw it. Well, I'll get into that. IMDb, as we all know, is a scale 1 through 10 with decimal points. Hey, Dave, what do you think The Exorcist scored in IMDb land? Huh. Okay. I'm going to take a wild guess here because my movie, The King of Staten Island, got an 85. <laughs> No, no, it, it's it's eight, it's one through ten with decimal oh, points. Oh, oh, one through. T- I, oh, IMDb, IMDb. We'll do Rotten oh, Tomatoes. IMDb, IMDb. I'm sorry, I was thinking of Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. Uh, okay, my bad. Uh, IMDb. Uh, I would say, which is I think the most unreliable, completely bullshit version of any scale. I'm going to say it's got an eight. Eight flat, Joanne. I think eight point seven. Dave is the winner of both showcases. Eight point one. Wow. wow. Okay, All which right. is odd because everything on IMDb as I've seen is always getting a seven, seven and change is that's why you say that's yeah, why I, I agree with you. IMDb numbers are the most bullshit of any number. The worst thing that ever happened will have over a five. 
Right. And the best thing that ever happened will have a seven. Right. So like there is nothing to rely on with those. I have no respect for anyone who ever made an account just to vote on something. Oh, because hmm. honestly, because IMDb numbers are insane. Yeah, well, fair. You're very you're very vocal about that. So <laughs> no, you should, you should carry your microphone around that and yell out the IMDb headquarters. Like, you're all a bunch of fucking frauds. I, I yeah, they honestly are. It's there's a lot of problems with IMDb. Joanne, what do you think the critics Rotten Tomatoes, of course, as you know, one through 100 scored the critics Rotten Tomatoes score, if you'd be so kind. Well, I'm just going to convert it to 100. I'm going to say 87. Hey, Dave, how about you? Uh, okay, the joke I was going to make was that my movie had a 75. So I was going to guess that uh, Exorcist had a 74, but obviously it doesn't. Uh, I'm gonna, I was going to say like an 80, 84. One of you is dead nuts on and wins both showcases. And, oh, that's, Dave, and that's Dave Cyrus, 84 oh, on the nose. Wow. No shit. Very wow. good. Okay. Jo Joanne, you were right that's there. That's lower too. than I thought it would be. I thought it'd be higher. I did too. Now, Honestly. now, Dave, what do you think the audience gave The Exorcist on the old Rotten Tomatoes? God, it's that's oh God. It's either gonna be really high or oddly low. Uh is it 72%? Don't ask. Tell that's me. I'm gonna guess okay. This is probably wrong. It's either 72 or 90. Okay. But well, I know I'm, I'll make the 72 my guess. Joanne. I don't know. I feel like Catholics might have had a problem with it. And there's a lot of Catholics watching movies. So I'm going to go a little lower and say 63. 87. Way off both of you. But that was okay. my first number. Oh, it was it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Quotes. Your mother sucks cock in hell because sucks cocks in hell. Multiple. Multiple cocks. plural Cox Cox. I did. I did done Cox because if it was just one, that could just mean she's in a committed relationship yeah. and hell is fine. She's kind of <laughs> waffling it out of purgatory. It's like one dick to get out of hell. Let's see. But now she's just a whore in hell. Uh, that's all the quotes I have. This film is not very quotable. Um, oh, uh, sorry. I'm no, sorry. I take it back. I have one more. The power of Christ compels you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, of course, we all yeah, know from Austin Powers. Right. Exactly. There you go. Joanne, any quotes from you? Specifically, Mrs. McNeil, she advised me to keep my fingers away from her goddamn cunt. <laughs> How did I not miss that? How did I miss that one? Dr. Klein said it. Okay. okay. I'm... Yeah. Dave, any quotes? Uh, yeah, I feel like I remember one of a. Uh, have you seen your cunting daughter? I never. The word cunting. As never like a verb. A, never, not, not, not a verb. I'd never heard cunting as a verb or an adverb before right. or a verb, whatever it is. I, I hear it multiple times. You hear the word cunting. And I'm like, was that was that a thing in the 70s? Because it seems like it's it just sounds like a kid trying to curse for the first time or like someone who know English that well. And they're just sort of putting ing on curse words. It's like when a guy it's like when a guy who's like new to this country. Yeah, I was like, mother bitch, fuck. You know, it's like this scene in uh, was it stripes, son of beach sheets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cunting. I've you know, multiple uses, but not as a gerund. That's for sure. Yeah, I didn't. Know. Well, he calls a Nazi. Oh, no, no. Excuse me. He calls a German a cunting Nazi, which I oh, fair. That's and and that was funny because it's like just was that a thing with German immigrants like well into the 70s? Just we. Like, aren't they here because they were on our side? Uh, our, our German family came here in the 1910s, so I have no good answer for you. <laughs> no, good time. Good time yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right before the shit at the fan. Five fun facts. 
Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Police threatened to arrest anyone who sold a ticket to a non-adult trying to see The Exorcist. Yet police can't arrest politicians who diddle kids on private jets. Hmm. Ooh. Hard-hitting angles from yours truly. You know the deal. Yeah. Here's another reason to despise the Brits besides their stupid royal inbred family. UK religious groups got the film banned in certain areas, but it faced an even bigger challenge several years later after being released on VHS. While the film was released without issue in 81, the 1984 Video Recordings Act led to the movie being pulled from shelves in 1988 because the film featured a 12-year-old girl. There was concern that it would be particularly appealing to kids in the same age demographic. It took more than a decade for the film to be made available to home viewers in 1999, the year I graduated college. This film was finally re-released for good in England. Wow. Well, England is stupid. I mean, very they, much they, so. It was illegal to have a to see a movie with nunchucks in it for like 30 years there. I did not know that. Yeah. Nunchucks, you know, those sticks connected by a chain. Oh, yeah. You know what? Every dirtbag buys at a flea market when they're out of money to buy baseball cards or katana blades. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I need, I'm not saying nunchucks were illegal to own in England. It was illegal to watch a movie with nunchucks in them in England for decades. Well, that's that's, how, stu that's, that's how stupid their MPA version is. That's a sixth fun fact we got today for free. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, this is the first horror film to be nominated for an Oscar. This earned 10 Oscar nominations, including Best Supporting Actress nod for Linda Blair, who was just 15 at the time. I'm going to tell you this name. I don't, you're, you, you couldn't guess this. One gal from a very famous child's film was in contention for the role, but... When her parents got a hold of the script, troubled by what they read, they pulled her from the production's short list of young actresses. That actress, Denise Nickerson. Who was that? Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka. Wow. Mm -hmm. Some theaters, number five, began handing out the exorcist barf bags with every ticket sold. Just like Spirit Airlines do, from what I'm told. All right, let's go to our fans and see what they have to ask for Mr. Cyrus in okay. Ask a Gutter. Yeah, I'm a gutter now. Ask a Gutter, Ask a Gutter, Ask a Gutter, Ask a Gutter. At Lord Snurts, it's been a couple decades since seeing The Exorcist, so no questions this time around. Happy gutting. Okay. okay. Not more than the statement. What positivity. Eric at Eric4953, how can you gut a movie almost 50 years old and it's still considered the scariest movie ever? Linda Blair, hot or not? Two questions for you. Uh, well, I mean... To answer that question, I have to bring up that I think Exorcist is one of those rare movies where the parody of the movie is better than the original. I'm, of course, talking about Repossessed, also star Linda Blair, who, yeah, was pretty hot and, and, and Repossessed, yeah. At Eric4953, same guy. Oh, Bill and Joanne getting the guest host. Such a treat for your listeners. I concur. Aw. Funny, Joanne, that's what Bill said, too, when I told him that. At 
Bjorn the Viking, Ken Bjorn Turner. For Dave, how, do you not like horror supernatural films in general? What is one that you do like? And you did answer it, but if you want to go over it again. No, I did answer it. No, I mean, I don't like a lot of horror, but I like the good horror movies. Like, you know, the ones that are actually like legitimately well-made movies, like It Follows, Jaws, 28 Days Later. I don't, I was, I'm not going to count things like Evil Dead and Shaun of the Dead because those are just great comedy movies. But no, I like a lot of Halloween Mm-hmm. You know, there's I like a lot of I love supernatural horror more than other horror specifically. And I enjoy. But I also loved like like I don't want to include the ones I like for the wrong reasons, like Sleepaway Camp or Troll 2. But <laughs> but no, there are like Jaws is just a great movie. Halloween is just a great movie. Yeah. Would but you I'm not believe- a scares guy? Yeah, I guess I'm not like a I love being scared guy. I just like if, if it's a good movie. Would you believe someone had the gumption to come on this very podcast and try and take down Jaws? Yeah, I I'm get what were they like a, a huge deep blue sea fan? I mean, I, I enjoy the film, the shit out of that film. It's a very guilty pleasure. But no, he thought it was just a shit film all around. And boy, was he wrong. Mm-hmm. No, no. Jaws is a good movie. No, Jaws is a great movie. You've got that wrong, Dave. It's a fantastic. Yeah. Perfect. No, no. Perfect. Jaws. No, it is because you could teach. You could teach filmmaking with Jaws. No, a lot of people it, have it, it, it. Yeah. That and Back to the Future, the quintessential both by Spielberg. Ironically, the perfect films that are taught in film classes next. Uh, Let me question. just say Jaws is really is a extremely influential movie in terms of storytelling, in terms of how to scare people. And Exorcist is mostly an influential movie with where uh, gonzo porn would go. Hmm. <sighs> Jaws and characters, but I, I'm, I'm going to dwell on the gonzo porn factor for a second. That's uh, that's a good pull. Well, uh, very well produced at Delvin Cox question for Dave Cyrus. What age were you when you originally saw the Exorcist and were you afraid of it then? And did your opinion change as you got older? No, I saw it when I was like 21, 22, when it did the re-release in 2000. Mm-hmm. And I was just really bored. Fair. Now, that, I think I get it more now, but I still don't like it. Right. And that closes Ask a Gutter. It's now time, though, Joanne. You can help me welcoming for Dave yeah. Cyrus to God. The sacred cow. Oh, that was perfect. Yeah, that's hard to do on Zoom. <laughs> We've got practice. <gasps> okay, so are we starting? Are we? Yes, we are. Yeah, just, you, just make all you okay. fire away. Okay. Now, right off the bat, I just want to say that, like, I saw this movie in the theater expecting to like it with, you know, and I did initially think this was intensely boring, but I wasn't really sure why, like none of it really registered. None of it seemed like I felt like I was in the theater with other people who also had this weird other people that was there had this weird feeling like that's it. And I think, yes, part of it is it was being advertised as the greatest horror movie ever. I guess I was expecting something to really make me think hard. I was expecting like a kind of like when I think of like movie like Halloween or Jaws, I'm, I'm thinking of the way like it immerses me, the way it like it gets me in that story. But with this, I kind of started thinking, does this movie only work on people who believe in the devil? Because I feel like a zombie movie, you don't have to believe zombies exist for this. I was like, I'm not sure this works on people who think this is all nonsense, because here's the weird thing about this movie. It's based on a book that was based on an actual true, quote unquote, exorcism that really happened a few years earlier. And the book and the movie seem to be making the argument that this was real, 
Like, and not that it matters whether or not the filmmakers believe it, but like I'm watching this movie and I'm like, I think they want us to think this is how that like we're supposed to watch this movie being like, uh, yep, that's you're not supposed to trust the doctors. Doctors think they know everything. They don't know Jesus. They don't know what's really going on. They think that antibiotics are going to fix her. That's not it's, it's, it's Christ. Like I and I'm watching this movie. And I'm like, honestly thinking I'm like, I am. Like, none of this means anything to me, like I like as someone who just didn't believe in any uh, it. And also the idea that, like, I know this is based on a kid who was mentally ill, throwing a tantrum and his parents were so stupid, they called a priest and that priest was so stupid. He believed this 12 year old's tantrum was the devil. That's what I think takes me out of it, because in real life, exorcisms are exclusively People who want to treat schizophrenia with beating. <laughs> They're just beating kids because they don't want to take them to a psychiatrist is essentially what uh, exorcisms are. So that's that's one part of what I don't like about this movie. But aside from that, you can make a good movie without believing in anything. I just found everything so weirdly boring and that the stakes that I was supposed to feel meant nothing, I guess, because I have neither a child nor a belief in in religion. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of. But I mean, even I don't want to make it sound like there's an ideological reason I don't like it. I still just was bored to hell by it. And I felt like. Now, problem is, I had seen the movie repossessed first, so I did know some things that were going to happen. That's the parody that Leslie Nielsen did. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Everyone should watch it by finding it silly right off the bat, like with the bed start shaking and the behavior, just sort of this kind of push of let's really make sure it looks like we tried to see if it was psychological or a brain problem before we went to to the devil. Like, I just never I never got on board and I've watched it multiple times and I just every time I'm just like, I just don't care. Right. Right. So that's. So that's part of it. Uh, but I have other points to make if you guys want to yell at me first. No, we, we give our <sighs> notes afterwards. So fire away. We'll jump in if we have to. OK, um, I will say my favorite part of this movie is when the doctor smokes a cigarette in the hospital. Yes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's in yeah. there. I love that part of the movie. One, I just love that's like my, the, my favorite thing about watching old movies is because you see those moments that are like, that's hilarious. But also because it's such a great analogy for. Uh, how dumb every expert in this movie is that like right. the guy, the guy's giving her like an MRI, but he's also, you know, smoking a Newport next to cancer patients. So he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, <laughs> the first time there's any hint that there's supernatural elements to this movie is when the bed is shaking. Mm-hmm. That to me was like, for multiple reasons, a huge failure. Number one, that there was literal that means there was absolutely no subtlety from the very first moment you see any evidence of the devil that this is the devil. So there was never a moment we were like, oh, is it psychological or isn't it? Because it's like a freaking bucking bronco on this bed. And by the way, one thing I thought made no sense. The mom walks in, sees this bed just f- like just flipping upside down practically. And instead of trying to pull her daughter off it, she jumps in the bed with her. And they just ride and they just ride the bed, which was weird. So like right off the bat, it's like 
we now have they took away the whole point you could have had with the movie of wondering, is it the devil or not? And later finding out and know and having that kind of tension. And like, I felt like there I felt no tension watching this movie. And I think it's because I did not grow up from in a generation that was terrified of curse words. Like mm. there seems like there was so much Pollyanna shit in this movie that it was like, if you, I felt like if you were terrified of this, if you were disturbed by this movie, you're throwing up. It's like you seem like a like kind of a baby to me mm-hmm. that it was just like, oh, because the little girl was cursing and having an adult voice and 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 masturbating with a crucifix. Well, what is it? Sesame Street like that were that I'm sorry. That- I, I don't know how mm-hmm. you masturbate. I don't know how you masturbate, but typically blood is not supposed to um, come out of you. Well, someone doesn't party with Marilyn Manson. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> yes. Oh no. But but this, at the same time, like the the yeah, stabbing yourself in the genitals with a crucifix thing, it also comes across like, okay, let's disturb everybody. You know, it's it's sort of one of those things where it's like, it's the same reason when when someone gets raped in a comic book, everyone gets mad because it's mm-hmm. like we've told thousands of stories without this you're kind of cheating to put something that serious into like a, a comic book story. You know what I mean? Right. It's almost like raping with a crucifix. It's, it, it's just a little, it's a bit much in my opinion. It's a, it's a bit over the line in terms of like, there's like, it's, it's showing the whole shark as opposed to what jaws did. It's just like, it, 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 it just seemed a little like over the top in a way that I just picture some sleazy, Harry 70s film producer being like, I'm going to shock the world. I'm going to make a little girl do things you won't believe. And we're going to make millions. <laughs> Sorry, that hurt to do. Aha, uh-huh. <laughs> that's the devil working on you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it just it seemed like it wasn't so much disturbing. It's just another example of how OK it was to sexualize kids in the 70s, but in a way that they were like, oh, yeah. This is what people want to see. They want to see 12 year olds having sex, but in like a very weird way, because the 70s had a very weird relationship with really young girls. Very and much so. Yeah, there was. It was a very odd time. To, I mean, you saw Sleepaway Camp, right? Of course. There's a scene in Sleepaway Camp where like the, the chef of the, the camp is just looking at these eight year olds, just openly talking about how sexually aroused he is. And I was oh. like. The weird thing about that is when this movie came out, that wasn't that weird. That was just layering a character. Remember when Brooke Shields was wearing her jeans and the guy's like, look at her looking good. She's like 14. Yeah, yeah. She's a child. She was also naked in like Blue Lagoon or something. 1980. Yep. Yeah. Like, and and honestly, like I watching this movie, the scene in The Exorcist, the scene where like they put like the, the apron on her to get like the x rays. And like, it's like a little girl that they're like barely covering her nipples. And I'm watching and I'm watching this thinking there was some fucking producer on this being like, yeah, show more. That's uh. right. Go right up to the line. Like, I just I I feel like I could feel the sleaziness <laughs> like, coming like, off some of this movie, like a Burt Reynolds and Boogie Nights. Like, come on, a little more down. Come on. We're not a bunch of pussies. Slide that shit down. Come on. Right about to the breast. Right about there. That's good. That's good. If anyone says it's sexual, show them the throwing up. 
Yeah. Say, obviously, yeah. <laughs> we're not being sexual here. We're just doing we're making a movie. Yeah, it's a, and like, we'll call it an art film. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and there, so there's a few others. I can I can list a few other scenes that I thought were like weird in that way. And uh, like there's a part where the the priest asks the devil, why won't you just take your straps off? And the devil says that would be a vulgar display of power. I don't think the devil cares that much about vulgarity. Yeah. He's masturbating with a crucifix. I think but, a writer just had to answer his own question of, oh, wait. So it's not I mean, I looked at this a little bit. It's more it's not the, the devil. It's not like Lucifer. It's a sorry. Demon. It's Pazuzu. Yeah, yes. there you go. Yeah. So maybe he has modesty, I guess. But Lucifer, anything goes. No, I feel like Lucifer would be way more classy about this. He would not go all he would not go straight to masturbating over the crucifix because we felt like we needed another height name. That's true. Lucifer yeah. would find a way of making this more intellectual. Right. This guy's more, uh, this guy's more uncouth and go, all right, you two double anal on the crucifix. Go. Yeah, exactly. He, he would he would keep it classy. Uh, now, one of the things about this movie now, and this does relate to like what I think is bad about it. I remember an episode of 2020 from the 80s. <laughs> That's the first time 2020 has been cited on this podcast. Is it, here, come, here comes a John Stossel mention. Yeah. So in the uh, 80s, and this wasn't John Stossel. Oh, shit. Growing up with John Stossel. Having seen him when I was 10 and then saw what he became hilarious. Right. So there was an episode about a, an exorcism. And I remember and, and it was I first learned about exorcism. And of course, they do a lot of references to the exorcist and they're talking about it. And they have these people who are claiming to be real exorcists and real people who have been possessed. And they show a scene that's very similar to the exorcist. They show a kid that's supposed to be a real kid strapped bed and then the person performing the exorcism says now this demon has the ability to levitate this bed that's why we strapped it down so he wouldn't be able to and i'm like okay we are watching a news magazine show on a friday night <laughs> and you're expecting us to fucking believe that they could have levitated this bed but just chose not to like that is some Ringling Brothers level bullshit. How fucking dare you pretend that 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 um, that this amazing world changing evil miracle was going to happen. But you use some rope to prevent it from making this the most watched new show of all time. Hell. So that 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 and that but like that kind of like hucksterism is what relates directly back to this movie, because the whole movie is taking a real event that was bullshit and then making it real. Which I which as someone who's like, I've spent a lot of my life uh, hating conspiracy theorists and psychics. I hate the idea that they're using a film to endorse what was, you know, let's be fair. Uh, people who are really bad at treating mental illnesses. And didn't want doctors to take their spot, you know, because priests used to be like the main psychiatrists. Glad that's changed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, mostly depends where you're from. OK, so the ending of this movie, we have the old priest and the young priest, right? Both priests are killed. Spoilers, I know. They do the thing where the demon goes from one person into the other and then he jumps out the window and he dies. 
doesn't that kind of feel like they didn't know how to end this movie? One hundred percent. Because it's a demon named Pazuzu like and they end up having an ending that's like a like a cartoon trick. You know, it's like it's like a three card money thing where it's like, oh, he's in me. Now I'll die. And aha, you we we outsmarted the demon. And it's I'll like, yeah, you, you just kind of wanted this to have a definitive ending. I'll do you one better. It's Monty Python, the Holy Grail. And suddenly the animator had a heart attack. <clears throat> Kills over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I and, and OK, so I've gotten to like the details of the movie, but just and this is going to be a little bit of a weirder kind of way of gutting a cow, I guess, uh, by, by the standards of this show. Um, movies in the 70s took forever. There was so much this this movie kind of suffered more so, I think, than a lot of movies in terms of like they spent so much time setting a stage. But like some movies do that, like I think like Jaws does that in a very interesting way like you fall in love with these characters you fall in love with this place whereas here it's like did you really care about anyone did you really like did you care about the fact that this mom was a a former actress did you even register that as having anything to do with the story was it just like oh people are enamored by actresses so let's make her uh someone who used to be famous and you know not to be that guy but this was kind of a time when the Catholic Church was still pretending a lot of stuff wasn't happening. And I feel like there's got to be some level here of, hey, what's the best thing a Catholic priest ever did to a child? Good question. Good question. Oh, God. Uh, well, you can pull the demon out of him. That that's a positive, right? That's not something we can get in trouble for. But not touching them. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. Uh, all right. So, yeah, those are like my main things. But like overall, though, it was just beat for beat. A movie that never made me give a shit about these people. And maybe it's because I knew what exorcisms were, but like. I really felt like. We talk about the Catholics hating this movie. I kind of thought it was the opposite. I thought only Catholics liked this movie. Because only they're the ones who buy into this as like something to be scared of. Hmm. Fair. Also, it's still a little girl. I'm sorry. I don't care if she has the demon, a demon possessing her. You could take her. These guys getting beaten <laughs> up by a little girl. It's like it's like child's play, you know, with Chucky. Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't care what he's possessed by. You could fucking punt him. You should be able to kick that thing really far. Despite her getting a dose of Bane serum or PCP, whichever you're Poison of choice, maybe. Even if she had that, she still weighs like 80 pounds. Like leverage doesn't work that way. Even if she was on meth, whatever she was on, she didn't feel any pain, PCP. I'm still picking that girl up and throwing her. Yeah, well, apparently you've never uh, never watched a, 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 an Italian girl from Jersey who's about a buck 25 get called a bitch in a club and down the shore. They can I fight. have. And I've seen bouncers <laughs> take them down. Joanne's life, she goes, BTDT. Um, I'm saw- 115, not 125, <laughs> Kevin. I didn't, I didn't talk about you. I don't think either of those are mathematically possible. She was down at headliners. Okay. Dave, <laughs> give me a number one to 10. Are you finished, by the way, with the, your uh oh, God, I feel garage? like there's, I, I'm, I'm finished with like the, my main points, but I feel like a lot's right. going to come up if we talk about it. Fair but enough. Yeah, I'll give it a five. Really? I, I guess because okay. it's like people seem to love it, but 
I don't know, man. I just I. I was just so bored. Okay, fine. Five's a number. That's fine. I'm not going to argue with you. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Joanne, why don't you take the reins and bat lead off here for us? Sure. Well, you know, I was raised Catholic, so stigmata exorcisms, all of those things were very frightening (laughs) to a young girl. And I was not allowed to watch The Exorcist. Granted, I wasn't born in the 70s. So that's the main reason why. But back in 2000, the re-release, I I just I wasn't allowed to watch this movie. Um, So as a result, I thought it was going to be way scarier I thought it was going to mean I couldn't sleep at night, whatever. I think even if 11, I think I was 11 or 12 at the time in 2000, I still think I would have been able to sleep at night. Like for sure, if I watched this, it wasn't that scary. Um, also, all of Dave's points about the the pacing um, and it just being kind of boring and slow, I agree with. That beginning... I, for, I had to check that I was watching the right movie. <laughs> the first 10 minutes, you, they're in Iraq. And, it's, and I'm like, what does this have to do with? Because I'd seen, you know, stills of the scenes, like a girl and her mom. Like, where are they? Um, it took 20 minutes for the first, quote, freaky thing to happen. And it was the Ouija board coming out. 20 minutes. Of, but nothing even weird happens with the Ouija board, right? Well, like those, it does. The piece does like shoot. To oh, the right, edge. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that could have been anything. Uh, she could have just thrown it over there, that bitch child. Um, <laughs> There's so yeah. many ways to fake a Ouija board being supernatural. It's actually fun. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, they were telling, you know, these three stories, you know, that archaeologist archaeologist priest, because there's a ton of them in the beginning. And then I'm like, when is he coming back? Okay, he comes back in the end to perform the exorcism. Then you have this psychologist priest and a weird relationship with his mother was did I miss it where they talked about her potentially be, be talking with devils or spirits and she suddenly dies out of nowhere that whole plot line was lost on me yeah it seemed like she only existed so she could die and then be in hell according to torture Mm -hmm. this priest who's going to be exercising this girl um 
And there were, because they were then trying to go back and forth between the, the characters, there were some really odd scene cuts. And I just didn't really love the being taken out of one and thrown into the other. And just like these really short vignettes that I thought were kind of unnecessary. Um, I loved all of the, this, like you mentioned, Dave, the smoking in the hospital. God, those MRI machines. I am so happy I was not alive and ill in the 70s because that looked awful. Honestly, um, that's kind of the scariest part of the movie. Yeah. Seeing what getting an, an MRI in the 70s was like. Well, and at first I was like, <laughs> what, what is this unnecessary neck thing with the blood? And I guess that was the contrast. Well, that was the spinal tap. Yeah. Right. That was a spinal tap, I which thought, is an insane I thought, I, thing. I think it was. I thought it was a yeah. contrast as well. Oh, uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I thought no, that. I, I was, no, no, no. That's my interpretation. I could be very wrong. That looks like yeah. the same. That looks like the same machine that the Hulk in the TV show got the gamma yeah. radiation boost in, and that was very clunky and scary. That MRI machine. That's one big anal probe, but it, like it did take pictures. It was wow. Yeah. I will say that is. I thought really the only like interesting part of the movie was the part in the hospital, because like in any supernatural movie, you kind of want to see that you want to see the literalization of whatever we're talking about. You know, like if you someone mm -hmm. has powers, you want to see them just, OK, just sit down in a hospital and see and tell me how this really works. You know, like I did. I did like that. I didn't think it did a lot. I think that they should have just gone all the way and shown like a smiling demon in the X-ray of a brain. Mm. Oh, that could have been funny. Pazuzu was here. Yeah, um, like also, claw marks or something, you know. Draw a big dick. Draw really a big, big dick in her brain, too. I mean, yeah. The, that, that but that good. would be in the parody, you know, yeah. in the parodies. Again, yeah. it's like, like Dave said, you immediately kind of find it funny. And unfortunately, that's where my mind went with all of her freakouts whenever she was like possessed. I, my initial reaction was to laugh versus be scared. Um, and again, the sexualized nature of it was just not necessary. Um, I get that they, I guess, wanted the shock value and for it to be really disturbing. But and don't forget, you could this have done like, it in another way. It was a year before Taxi Driver came out. It was just a time when 14 year olds were. Guess. we're just game like every movie they're like yeah. children it's insane but also yeah it's like you said like they could have been subtle they could have like had a buildup of scary things happening and you're wondering is it the devil or not but the first thing is just this where they must have had like eight like uh like like eight uh union guys just shaking this bed at the same time Standing underneath yeah. this floorboard, just like, guys, you got to more, more. It was, it was ridiculous. We're on a meal penalty. Just take your time now. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was incredible, though, I will say to be a child actress and to be able to. I don't know, I, I think it was a good performance, given how outrageous, like all the thrashing and all the stuff she had to do, I'm. Um, I do think that it's like kudos to to that performance. I, I um, agree. I will say, though, if you think she was good in that, you got to watch Repossessed. OK, I know I keep bringing it up. <laughs> I was it's say. Movie. It's Somebody so has a producer credit. Yeah, <laughs> he's rebooting it. That's why. Um, 
There I just love the idea that they got the original girl to play herself in a parody of this movie 15 years later. Like, that's oh, so stop cool. it, Dave. What the fuck else is she, she going to do now? So she's going to sit there and, 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 and plant in her garden. Oh, wait, get a role. What I, what I did before. Oh, I, I was nominated for an award. Shit. Might as well go back. Yeah, she, she's gettable, Dave. I'm not I'm not shocked at all. I will say that. I mean, let's I just I really love imagining the makers of that movie sitting around when they found out they got her to be like, this is gonna be the biggest comedy of all time. And the movie wasn't was not successful. But like, could, you know, those producers must have lost their friggin' minds when she agreed to play herself. Oh, yeah, <laughs> guys, she's our a our plan, a our plan, B, our plan, C and our plan, D. This is it. Or the girl from Poltergeist. I feel like Daphne Zuniga would have gotten the part, but that's a fair point. I thought it was Daphne Zuniga for many years. Then I found out Um, it was actually her. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. The power of Christ compels you to do this film. Um, (laughs) uh, Okay. The one character I thought that was unnecessary was that um, detective where he's trying to figure out what happened, but he's the shittiest detective. And here's why. The fight that the film's director, I forget his name, who died, um, he had a fight with the butler, Carl, and he didn't interview Carl at all. It wasn't like, oh, did Carl maybe throw him out the window? Nope, I don't care. I'm convinced it's a demon. I'm convinced witchcraft happened. Yeah, he did kind of let go this clear murder. The guy's head was twisted off his body. They, yeah. His head was turned backwards and this cop is just like, I'll be this, damned. This might have been foul play. Yeah. And what? The 12 year old did it. Well, I guess I'll go back to work. Case also, closed. Can, can I have your autograph, mom? That scene was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Someone just died in her house. Yeah. Yeah. That was. And that and like I, I, I maybe I missed it. But like that was, that was one of the only references to who like the fact that she was like supposed to be a celebrity. Yeah, so it, that so that was weird that like there's no there's almost no the fact that she's like an actual famous person doesn't factor in at all here. Well, or it should have been the doctors being like, well, you're an actress. Has your daughter seen you? Maybe your daughter is acting and she's not really possessed. And she's, you know, just like you. She has the acting bug like they could also- have even done that. The media really dropped the ball on this one, too. A man is murdered at the home of a famous actress and not one paparazzo outside. That's so true. Like no one, no one cares. I mean, this is pre IFC TMZ, but no national Enquirer out there. That's a, that's a fair point. Um, and then my, my last point here is really more of a question. I don't understand that evil charm. So the guy, the old priest found it in the beginning, I guess held onto it. And then the girl had it. But does it bring evil or does it ward evil away? I, that wasn't clear to me. That's a good point. Yeah, because that was clearly supposed to be some kind of I, I apologize for the term horcrux uh, of this demon. Right. Like it was supposed to be like the deem, like the demon that because there's a lot of movies that have that where like there's like a, a voodoo doll or some kind of thing. Sure that brings the demon out. But how did she get it? I forgot that even like 
did they do we know how she ends up with it? No, Am I forgetting. Did I forget something? No, I'm, no, because I'm, I'm literally thinking like I should know that. Right. But like I remember yeah. just seeing her, he finds it in friggin Persia. And it causes this thing back where he's from. At, yeah. What what the hell was that? That's a testimony to either a we're all dumb or B. They just really missed a major step here in explaining how the <laughs> hell that did find its way into her possession. Yeah, I, I, I keep thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, there's no scene where like a priest is like, oh, this young lady here, here, have this little demon totem I'll give you as a gift and we'll talk about what I want in return later. Because, you know, 70s priest. <laughs> I thought you're doing Hollywood producer again, like the uh, again, the aforementioned Burt Reynolds and Boogie Nights. Oh, not yeah, that no, far no. Off. <laughs> in the seventies, the seven, uh, you know, in the seventies, the Catholic priest was the Hollywood producer of his day, because he could he could get you into things like heaven if you know you played ball. Oh yeah. Then again, at the same time, this is the era of Robert Evans, which is like peak insane producer times. I don't know if you guys know any Robert Evans background. Sure. I read the I read the kids say oh the kids say the picture. Okay, so you know and seen it. Oh, very much so. Obviously, got the Godfather made. Yeah, yeah, no, very well. Uh, continue, Joanne, please. Oh, I am all done. Give me a number, my dear, one to ten. Uh, I would say a six and a half because Whoa. I it there are some there's beautiful um like what do you, what would you call it photography like like the scenes look beautiful um some of the acting was great but yeah there were major plot holes and it wasn't super scary. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you can find sweet-ass merch, hats, bags, mugs. If you want to advertise with us, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. And for the love of Christ, if you have not yet done so, a five-star rating, two or three-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. The Arabic chanting, if you watch this film on a plane without headphones, I guarantee you are going to get a lot of mean looks when the film opens with that Arabic chanting in the desert. That's going to cause a that few is, air marshals that, to perk up. That is true, but also watching any movie without headphones on a plane, you deserve to get punched in the head. Or the subway. Completely agree with you, 100%. And, and by the way, I'm sorry, that goes for your kids too. Uh, my daughter has pink headphones. She does. We don't. We don't mess around. Blacksmiths in that opening scene making banging, making weapons, banging out swords, banging swords. Sounds like you're space docking, as the kids say, right, Joanne? Mm. The gargoyle statue with that mean boner that should sit in the in hot water chair, co-hosting for a week, right? Uh, gross. It's impossible to see Ellen Burstyn and not picture her from Requiem for a Dream. I'm going to be on television. Oh, right. She's the meth. She's the meth head mom. mom Jared Leto's mom. Yep. Oh, she's so good in that. You know, it's a movie when the graffiti is so shitty in neighborhoods where it's perfectly legible. I, you could read everyone's name on that wall. It wasn't tag <laughs> signs or symbols. I was like, oh, there's Dave and there's Peter because it's all spelled out. Well, the early days of graffiti, it was very polite. <laughs> They're offering advice, if not directions. No, no, it's true. In the earliest days of graffiti, everything was signed sincerely. Like it's a Poe tale. Yeah. You uh, tubular bells is one of the most recognizable, iconic themes in films, but 
It has fallen by the wayside today. No one ever talks or, or does a, you know, we are like uh, in conversation like din 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 or the even uh, whatever. No one does tubular bells anymore. No one ever brings up the uh, that that song. I do love them. I do love that song. Very good. Very oh. very good. It's, I do. Oh yeah, I will say love the music in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. When was the last time people used a Ouija board? Me, 1996. They even made a Ouija board movie that really bombed. Yeah, I have. I by the way, cleaning out my uh, my house. My grandmother died recently, uh, so there's a ton of stuff. Found a sealed Ouija board. Was she Still- possessed? I would. God, I hope so. <laughs> we That's- have. We, That's we, so much better than imagining what actually happened. Yeah, lung cancer or Ouija board or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, I, we the last time we used a Ouija board, we did it at my house, and they were spelling it out. It was like whatever. They had the spirit there, and we took the pop the eye out of what of the piece, and then not even ten seconds later, the phone rings and no one is at the end of it. I go, all right, ah. time to leave. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. you ever play a Ouija board with people and no one is trying to be a dick? Yeah. Like, and you just realize, like, oh, wait, we're just nothing's happening. We're just sitting here with our fingers on something and nothing is happening. If no one's trying to like fuck with you, it is completely worthless. Yeah. They should, we should play it now. C U N T I N G, (laughs) cunting. Oh, one quote I forgot. Did you take an illiteracy test to get that job? Talking to a telephone operator, you don't need to read to plug fucking phones in and out. Yeah, that was weird. It, it, it was like, did they write that down? I want to believe that was an improv. I don't. Who, who would write down? Did you take an illiteracy test? Even illiteracy test still doesn't hold muster when you're just pulling plugs in and out. I will say this. Please. A lot of movies from that era have people screaming at operators. Yes. Right. I just Connect watched. Connect me with Geneva. Like I just watched Ferris Bueller again. Yes. And there's a scene in that movie where uh, Jennifer Gray, for really no reason, just starts yelling into the phone to the operator. Do you speak into English? Which Do I you know thought, anything, which is like, a, which is yeah, a very common insult at the time. But I thought it's funny because that's the second time in that movie someone gets asked. You, you even speak English. Hey, man, which, what country you think this is anyway? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's one of my top films. By the way, so, looking right. b- real quick, looking back at that scene from that movie, that is just flat out racist. They, that it. guy did nothing but stand there being Puerto Rican. And he looks at him. Was he Puerto as, Rican? I, I, I assume. Uh, no, I don't that's know. That's racist. I, it, it was. It, it absolutely was. And I apologize. Uh, I don't know why, why I thought. Did he have a shirt that wasn't. Did he have a shirt Did he have a shirt that says Wepa? Is that how you think it was Puerto no. Rican? <laughs> I feel like he must have played in some. I, for every. I, I mistakenly assumed that I just wanted to have the the conciseness of saying what he what he was. But the whole thing is he's just a brown guy that Ferris Bueller's like, uh oh, here we go. And I thought he <laughs> and, and I thought he's Middle Eastern. So what do we know? No, he probably is. And yeah. I probably will get canceled for that. But <laughs> it was I just thought it was so funny that there's two separate. Do you speak English jokes in that movie? And the fact that, like, as a kid, I agree with Ferris. And I was like, uh oh, that guy's going to park the car. And now I'm like. I didn't really have a reason, did I? I just saw his face and thought that guy looks like a criminal. Thirty-one minutes into this, and I not a goddamn thing has happened. Not a yeah. single thing has happened of no seventies, except me trying to figure out 
what film I knew the priest that he lost his faith from. This guy uh, uh, whose mom died, I'm forgetting his name. He looks like a cross of Alan Alda and Al Pacino. That's Father Karras. Karras, thank you. That was it. Thankfully, he does. It looks just like Al Pacino. Yeah. Thankfully, the days of gathering around a piano and singing at parties are mostly over, unless you live with Bruce Valanche. Mm-hmm. Is he still alive? I saw him in the West Village when I was on my way to a spot not too long ago. Oh, I'm glad so, to hear that. Yeah. The glasses, like you could, the glasses were a dead giveaway and yeah, the mop that, haircut. Yeah. That's a guy that you spot from across the stadium. Yeah. I think we should institute pissing on the floor as the new get the fuck out of my house during a party time that train nothing. your kid to do it Kevin. Yeah. she's already potty trained yeah but yeah all right reagan everyone's gonna go ready three two one stand on a wee wee pad for daddy by the way my daughter's name is reagan and the, the girl in the film reagan that's Crazy. so weird last yeah, time I, she was named for a different reason yes last time i saw a bed buck that hard it was having a it was when I was in a in a bed in Vegas with a woman looking at my b-hole because that shit is ticklish if you've never had that happen to you. Gross. I feel like if you made the bed do that, you're going to hurt the woman. You'd be like, I feel like you'd be kicking. She had foam padding and everything strapped down just like they did in The Exorcist. It was pretty, it was a pretty safe work environment. Wow. Not work. It was a voluntary exercise. Who's kidding who? Nothing like... A dog, who, uh, sorry, yeah, who walks out of a, a doc. Sorry, doc, my writing's so bad. Nothing like a doc who walks out of a diagnosis and lights up a cigarette. Didn't he even offer the mom a cigarette? Like, your daughter's fucking nuts. <sighs> right in their face. Like, come on, give her, at least give her a Marlboro Red. Have a goddamn common I feel like this was. Time. I feel like this was an era where people would perform surgery while eating a sandwich (laughs) or have a long cigarette in their mouth with a lot of ash. Like, doctor, you're about to like, oh, yeah, grab that for me and get that cigarette. Give me that ivory cigarette holder, ivory cigarette holder there. There we go. Reagan Reagan looks like every kid throwing a tantrum at a mall who didn't get a a chance to go to David's cookies. Yeah, (laughs) I loved David's cookies. Who didn't? That's not that hard. And she did a great acting job. But that's every t- that's every kid on a, on a Saturday in any mall anywhere you go. Uh, I'm so glad with the <laughs> what the fuck. I'm so glad women stopped wearing kerchiefs on their head like they're gypsies waiting in a bread line in 1955 Hungary. Ugh, they're coming back. Oh, sometimes the wind is too much. Oh, Shirley, where's Laverne? <laughs> Forty five minutes in, and this ring, this motherfucker is really dragging. Even the devil knows giving the New York handshake to that hypnotist is good for a chuckle. Where he grabbed the guys by the dick and shook him around. Okay. Oh, yeah. Happy Pride Month. I would suspect that that demon would have funnier things to say to the mom. Like, try harder than that haircut you have. You look like an, an Amish. You, like, you look like you went to an Amish barber. Fair. Why is the, 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 why is the mom not saying fuck it? I'm going to make an international call and call the dad to get his ass over here because our fucking daughter is having major mental breakdowns. Divorce or not, drop the $18 to make that phone call. Yeah, real absentee. That's true. We didn't really see much of him. Yeah, it was a, a, a acrimonious divorce that you read in the review. Well, that's the thing, though, but she kept the kid. So now he's got a real case for her being a bad mom. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to admit I give you the kids for two years. Sorry, your acting's all dried up. I 
Look, I'm just saying, Your Honor, when she lived with me, she never once penetrated herself with a crucifix. Speaking of crucifix in the vagina, what a great name for a screamo band. Hmm. <laughs> I know it's 50 years after the fact. The scenes that made people clutch their pearls, such as the aforementioned crucifix in the vagina, but we've seen way worse now for people to still call this the scariest film of all time. There have been way worse films to induce vomiting. The Human Centipede, mm. Seven, Seven Hannah Gatsby, Stand Up. All of these things will induce oh. vomiting at any time. Seven? There you go. That's another example. Great, great horror movie. Mm -hmm. I'd call it more of a thriller. I Really, though? I would. I think horror, I think of like this or slasher films. Like that's my, like, you know, knee-jerk reaction. I, guess I don't know the difference. I say it's uh, because when, I, because, you know, because, I know the reason. Okay, I'll put this way. How is seven horror, how is seven not horror, but Halloween is? Halloween's a slasher film. Okay. All right. E even the original? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I would, uh, yeah. Plus it had uh, gratuitous tits, which also is a major component of any ho ho horror slasher film. Period. That's fair. That's Thank fair. You. And I will say because also one last thing, Seven done by Fincher. Fincher is mm -hmm. the king of thrillers. That guy, you think that he is ubiquitous with thrillers. So that's my automatic, automatic knee-jerk reaction for that. The split pea soup was just so meh. So a little bit of backstory. I too saw this when I was in – I saw it in college. We watched it as part of the curriculum. And I think I was 20 when I saw it. So 1997, 96, one of those. It depends when I, when I watched it. And this was just – it was so – by the time I've seen this, it was parodied 85 ways till Sunday. So by That's this – true. It, it, it lost so much of that brick through mm -hmm. the glape window for me. So I'm not going to sit there and hold it accountable for my not seeing this when it came out. But if this is the thing that people are hanging their hats on that made them so sick ago, I, I, it's, it's, it's not there. It was, too con it was also way too consistent. It was like pureed pea soup. Right. That's exactly what it was. It's almost it's like you're saying it's like watching George Carlin where like everything he's doing is brilliant, but it's been ripped off so many times that it's you feel like this is hacky, even yeah. though it's not. Kinnison, you can argue the same thing, but still Kinnison still makes me laugh my balls off. All his old shit. <laughs> his old shit. He's dead. He doesn't have any new stuff, Kevin. Don't be a silly goose. Wouldn't this whole episode just be one big APB for the Catholic Church to convene and have a group effort to fix this? This is the ultimate case study in, you know, paranormal activities. But they're all just like, I don't know. We need more proof. We need more proof. Like, this bitch, all they do is take a fucking picture of her as she slowly transforms into this cute, you know, teenager into this monster with festering sores like guys before, after. Ah, like that's like a that's all the proof I would need. I Can I just, let me just let me just say something about that. Like, this is what I hated about hereditary is the right. same thing where it's like they keep it. They keep a small a story small that should have been worldwide. If this hmm. really happened. It would be the biggest news story in the world. And she's a fucking actress. She would take advantage of this. A woman with a dying acting career isn't going to tell the National Enquirer that her daughter can fucking levitate. Fuck you. Right. No way. She, she's putting on a, a, at least an MTV movie awards performance on her front steps every day at 9 a.m. sharp. Yeah. If Hi, this was welcome to my crib. <laughs> Yeah, if this was real, the fucking president would be talking about yeah. it. 
Like if this was really happening, Nixon would have made that would have tried to talk about this instead of Watergate. Like we can't we can't talk about what I did. There's a kid fucking floating. Your Nixon isn't isn't good, but I'm sure your Liam Neeson, your, your Liam Neeson must be fucking stellar. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Next. Well, hold on. Now I have to. Zero explanation on how she gets possessed. Zero. The Ouija board, as I assume we all thought, is the best guess, but zero tie in. I understand a little room for just, uh, what do you think? I need clarification on how this little girl in Washington, D.C. got possessed by unearthing some demon in fucking Iraq 7,000 miles away. This is horseshit. Yeah. Uh, so much, so much meaningless buildup. When does Max von Sydow show up? An hour and 25 in? Hour 35? Christ all. It's called The Exorcist, but it's a lot of horseshit up until that part. By the way, how old is Max von Sydow in this movie? He because recently this died. Is, I know. He looks the same now. As it's he did 50 now. years ago. Uh-huh. He died five years ago, and he looks the same. Nay, he died recently, actually. I'm going to Google it. Oh, sorry. Two years ago, right? It was 2020? I think it was even sooner than that. But yeah, he died. Well, yeah, no, no. Oh, you're right, right. He died in 2020 because he was in Game of Thrones. Right. And he looks exactly the same as the Three-Eyed Raven as he does 50 years ago in this movie. Wow. He was 44 when he made that movie. Jesus Christ. He's your age? I'm 45. Yeah. He's my You are older than he... Okay, I was never in a million years. I would have in a million years. I never would have thought I would have said these words to you right now. You look great. (laughs) But compared to Max von Sydow, you look presentable. Amazing. Amazing. That's that was 45 in the 70s. That Jesus Christ. That is seven Marlboro Marlboro, Marlboro red uh, cartons a day, a bottle of gin and a divorce by noon. Wait a second. If if the old priest was 45, how old was friggin' Father Karras? He looks 50. But he's probably he was probably like 25 <laughs> right, in the script. 20, yeah. 26 in 1973 is what that looks like. How can Reagan live after her neck does a full 360? So true. Right. God heals her broken neck, but she still has bruises. As an atheist, this is very hard to swallow. Although I did go to CCD and make my confirmation. But yeah, this is the first time. This is like the first time you saw Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th. Scared, but nowhere near. It's not as hokey. It's just hokey. It doesn't use jump scares, but the theme, it doesn't scare me either. Like I've, By the way, I've never seen a window break with such ease. As I'm getting about a, a one and a half foot head start of steam trying to jump out and then ass over tea kettle kill himself. I but, feel like that might also be the way the 70s were with building codes. Yeah, I don't give a shit what kind of glass it is. You're still not going to break that glass with just one single ha. Yeah, well, you, that's a good point. That was definitely sugar glass. Of course, and they, they were bad at hiding it back then, too. If I didn't know better, I thought those were the steps from the Joker from Joker, the film as well. <laughs> That's a good point. They're not I, right. No, they're not. But they look no. damn close, don't they? Yeah. So I. A little more backstory. My mother, I guess, during the re-release, 
was pregnant with me. So she tells me, obviously, whatever. She says, I, this was out when you were, when I was pregnant with you. And, or she probably might got confused with the sequel. And I didn't want to see yeah. it with you pregnant. So, uh, we didn't go see this. It's the scariest film of all time. And when I saw this, I go, what am I missing? Fast forward. 25 years later, they're about here. I am with my jeweler's loop on and woody jokes. And I go, shit, there's, there's the emperor is still wearing no clothes. I never liked this. I never got it. I'm not a, the, the stigmata stuff like Joanne Manchel, like the, 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 the scaring of the religions and such. Hell, I thought drag me to hell was scarier than this. I mean, this is not scary. Again, at the time, was this a lower barrier for entry? Was this a low bar for people that it's, this was the scariest? I mean, it has to be. Shit, Psycho was scarier. And that's legit. And that obviously it's, it's a great Maybe film. Maybe they were scared that they would go to hell for watching the movie. Probably. That makes more sense to me. Could be. But whatever. I don't care. I still don't like this movie. It's a four out of ten for me. Yeah. I'm glad we all agree. Well, Joanne, say give it a six and a half. But we all didn't like it. We all thought it was boring and not yeah. and not scary. It's too much setup. So again, I need you, you need to do exposition. But holy shit, an hour and ten in, we start seeing stuff like my god, that's a Disney film. An hour and ten, like let's. But just honestly, think think for a second what this movie could have been like if Spielberg did it. Now, I obviously it would have been a like happy. Spiel- no, no one would have died. It would have been a happy ending at the film. Well, let end. me be fair. We all think of Spielberg as being the schlocky, happy ending guy, but that he was the guy who made Jaws. And if he if if he made this instead of Jaws, it would have been terrifying. Because Jaws was a movie that actually did an amazing job of making you scared with almost nothing. Because it was of circumstance that why it was shot the way it was, as we all know, the shark broke down so many times they had to say, fuck, we got to figure out how to do this. Let's make it first person POV. So I see what you're saying, but Jaw, it, it was a deus ex machia for me, for him with Jaw. Fair, but to be also fair, maybe I'm being unfair because I know it's possible that I could get killed by a shark. Very true. And I know it's not possible that I'm going to get possessed by the devil. Oh, so, no, you said it. You jinxed yourself. Watch go out. ahead. I fucking dare you. Yeah. Well, why don't you say Candyman, say Candyman three times in the, into the camera and see what happens. I've done that many times and I will as soon as the show's over. And then I don't Sa- want diabetes. <laughs> and then Sammy Davis Jr. pops out and says, ha, you asked. OK, that joke went nowhere fast. <laughs> Let's see what the douche nozzles who wear elbow patches and have to use word soup in the review say critics, five star reviews, critics, five star reviews, critics, five star reviews, critics. Five star reviews. As much as it has been parodied and referenced and imitated millions of times, it is still one of the best horror movies ever made. Simply the most terrifying movie ever made, even now. Did you not see Carrot Tops, chairman of the board? That was pretty terrifying. (laughs) This went above and beyond. We have movies like The Exorcist to thank for so many other movies. I mean, that's true, but not like a great way. No. Yeah, I guess there would there would be no omen. <laughs> or Hellraiser, which stunk. I never but saw I, Hellraiser. 
What's that? You never, I never saw Hellraiser. Don't, don't. I tried just, watch. I tried watching those early ones like that in Phantasm. They are fucking terrible. They just they seem like horror movies for huge nerds. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a uh, that's a that's like the room for horror films. It's a guilty pleasure. You're just gonna watch it in, in, uh, in pure irony. Yeah. Like I'm not a, like I am a nerd, but not a but horror nerds freak oh, me out. No, not a fan. They listen. Hot topic has to stay in business somehow, right? When I first saw The Exorcist, I saw only the literal side of a story. But as I watched it again, I began to view the movie as a dark fairy tale about a parent whose child is experiencing a painful trauma. Yeah, go watch The Babadook. <laughs> Critics, one-star reviews. You know you make me wanna- Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. And critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. Such perfectionism at the service of trash takes on a lurid, almost indecent character. Still, Friedkin, William Friedkin, has a crass expertise with which he can keep the average moviegoer from laughing at these absurd goings-ons, and he certainly gets great performances. I feel yeah. I want to agree with some of that. That's fair. Mm. The Exorcist runs out of steam long before it's decidedly low-key and somewhat anticlimactic finale. Wrong. It never had steam because it was all fluff for an hour and ten. Yeah. The Exorcist is a movie to make the hair make your hair stand on end and your stomach. Unfortunately, it may affect your stomach more than it does your hair. For many, The Exorcist may be the movie to be nauseous by. The imagery. Yeah. Bar- barbarism and exploitation here parade is something deeper abominable see i don't like that these bad reviews sound like they're from even more catholic people than the ones who like the movie this is why i hate critics because all these oh oh all, these the, all, the, all, all the english lit degrees are being put like on a neon you know uh, yeah. but these are also signage. critics in the 70s right no, it's all it's all these are actually the most recent ones from Rotten oh, Tomatoes. So that, I would actually love to see the 70s ones because then yeah. you, I love of the 70s. You'll be like you, when movie first comes out, like this is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. And then it's like right. The Shining. Amazon five star reviews. Amazon, Amazon, Amazon five star reviews. Amazon five star reviews come for you. I hate horror films, and the irony is I know I'm trying to rate one, even though I don't like really being scared and not a big fan of this genre. But of the few horror films I've seen, this is the ultimate for me. Although now sometimes laughed at and parodied by this generation, my generation had the shit scared out of them when they saw this movie in the theaters in the 70s. I was a timid, wimpy, little urban black kid. Sounds like Joanne wrote this review. With an over with an overactive imagination when I saw this. I found it very disturbing and gave me nightmares for weeks because I slept alone in a dark room. My mother had her own history of mental illness rooted in religious delusions, and it was sad and ironic. Sheets was the one who took me to see this. Signed, Wesley Snipes. Well, you know, they do. They do give you internet in prison. Uh, as a new young buckaroo in college, six foot eight, two seventy pounds, who aspired to be a professional football player, after a few weeks after witnessing this movie, he went, I went camping with some films, including a buddy who had seen this film. The lad, the second lad, was a serious weightlifter, built like a Mack truck, and considered a real stud buffet in the day. 
The eight-man tent was filled to capacity, mostly with ladies, so the dynamic duo volunteered to sleep under the stars. But they couldn't sleep a wink thinking about the then-unknown 12-year-old actress whose performance literally elevated her to fame. Every little noise in the woods created a full-blown panic that these macho men desperately tried to conceal. As the dawn approached, the, the men finally dozed off to hear the little pitter-patter of footsteps above their head. Upon opening their eyes, they discovered, to their great relief, a family of moose. Okay. What was this like third person story? I don't know, but I always, I love the rabbit hole on Amazon reviews. By the way, I should include uh, when I first saw this movie in the theater for the re-release, it was on a first date. Bad movie for a date. You don't say. What's the matter? The ground round too bougie for you? Well, like literally people said, oh, take a girl to a horror movie. Girls, that's the that's a, a great first so date movie. So she calls on movie. you when she's scared. Oh, I guess that's what they. I guess that was the implication. An, such an '80s trope that was. My I guess, Lord. yeah. I took him to comedies or action films. Uh, rented this to show my teenagers who do not get easily scared. I thought they'd be terrified, but their brains have rotted from all the fast food, video games, illegal things, and excess sugar. They were not phased in the least bit. I still get scared from watching it. This woman should have told her, ch- her kids how many abortions she had in the 90s following from Limp Biscuit on tour for 10 years. Oh. Yeah. The fact that two of her reasons for why her kids didn't like the movie were the things they eat. Sugar. I mean, she's a bad mother. Thank you. Yeah. If she thinks that beef and sugar are the reason they don't like her movies, fucking. I hadn't watched this movie in years. I'm 49 years old. My mother and daughter and her friends, ages 13 to 15, wanted to watch it. So I watched it with them. Wow. Even though they weren't as terrified of it as I was when I was a kid, there were times during the more intense scenes that their jaws dropped or they covered their eyes in fear. After the movie was over, we all sat around the kitchen table for about an hour and talked about some of the scenes and the meanings behind some of the things that have happened. I think this helped them to accept and understand that this just just, just wasn't a movie, but a classic horror flick based on real life events. I know for sure none of them will ever touch a Ouija board after watching this movie. Yeah, see that right there is exactly my point. Right. Only the rubes who think this shit is real actually like this movie. She could, could go be. hang. On, yeah, that, that's silly. Rubes. She could go hang on in AOL chat rooms and talk about it there too. I never got people who hung around and talked about a film for an hour. And I'm a movie snob. I never sat around and said, "Let's all talk around after the movie's over for an hour." No, it was a matter of. Five to ten minutes. I'm sure he went and told people after. He's like, yeah, those girls are really disturbed the way I kept rewinding that crucifix part. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch it in reverse, it's still funny, especially when you play the Benny, <laughs> when you play the Benny Hill theme while doing so. <laughs> Amazon one star reviews. 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 Vile, hideous, unbelievable, and demonic. An evil work of of human devils, disgusting and despicable. This movie is trash. I would give it negative a million stars. Written by Pazuzu. (laughs) (laughs) Too much money for one view. I fell asleep and wasn't able to finish. Dumb. Mm. It is a movie that'll put you to sleep. That's true. 
I watched it yesterday afternoon so I would not have the fall into that trap. Poor audio quality. Tried watching it on my iPhone, but the audio quality was very poor and was extremely difficult to understand what the characters were saying. Maybe not watch a full a horror film on an iPhone, you dumb dildo. Who the fuck watches an entire movie on a phone? Like phones are like fourteen hundred dollars. Brand new TVs are like 80 bucks. Right. Can't take a brand new TV on a subway, though, Dave, can you? Yeah, I guess not. I, what is wrong with people? Where do I begin? This was the worst MF $3 I've ever spent. This film should be used as capital punishment for when someone commits a war crime. Flaming hot trash. I would rather hack off my pinky with a rusty butter knife than ever spend money on this crap again. WTF. XO, XO, XO. Sign okay. Sir Ian McKellen. Okay, morning zoo guy. <laughs> what Elvis Duran gave his John Hancock on that review? I just, I, I just hate when it's oh. like when the review is just like this, like generic diatribe of how edgy you are. All right. This shit should be put in a bottle and thrown off a mountain. Yeah, it should jump off a stairwell and break its neck in four places on a on a bunch of stairs and claim it's possessed. Yeah. It should Turns. fall while stomping grapes and go, ow, while we all laugh at it. <laughs> the newswoman, that doesn't get old. That was jo- great, yeah. Joanne Nosichinsky, did yeah. Dave Cyrus gut the sacred cow? I think he did. I won! <laughs> I will co-sign on that. But I will say, though, this cow pretty much had hepatitis C and had then contracted COVID, so it didn't take much for this cow to be felled. But nonetheless... You delivered that kill shot. So bully for you, sir. Dave, where where can the good folks find you again? What are you up to? What would you like to promote? Okay. Uh, Well, you know, my Twitter and Instagram, who cares about that stuff? But it's Dave Cyrus, Uh, S-I-R-U-S. Honestly, just please, for the love of God, uh, when my show Bupkis comes out next year on Peacock, please buy Peacock because I know that no one listening probably owns it. And that's the only way you can watch it as far as I know. So, hey. It's also going to have all those reruns of The Office with extra footage. I know you've seen The Office a million times. Some of these episodes are five minutes now. Buy it for that and watch my show. You should have gotten your show on Paramount Plus like Beavis and Butt had put their upcoming movie on. Then you would have had me purchase it. Paramount Plus is kind of awesome, actually. They have the South Park. They have the South Park movies and they have all the Star Trek stuff. They have Picard. I love Paramount. Oh, okay then. Joanne Nozhezinski, my co-host for today. What are you up to? Where can we find you? You all should purchase a Compound Media subscription. That's yeah. right, compoundmedia.com. You can see me and my co-host, Phil, on <laughs> a delightful show called, I like to now call it Fact Talk, brought to you by Morning. Uh Every day or Monday through Thursday at noon, you can watch it live or later on. Uh, on demand, whatever your schedule allows. Um, and follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Joe No Such in Sky. It's a perfect phonetic breakdown. Thank you. It's like I have to say goatee, G double O T double E. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 
Same. It's confusing last names. And the aforementioned Kevin Goatee. KevinGoatee.com for dates and shenanigans are afoot. You can check out this fine podcast in the metaverse so as well. So check out the Joke Community Comedy Room. Uh, when you're done beating off with VR goggles, you can come over and watch an episode of this fine podcast. GuttingTheSacredCow.com. GuttingTheSacredCow at gmail.com. Write a five-star rating, two or three-sentence review on said podcast platform of choice. And, uh, and tell a friend. That's our favorite thing about us. And uh, Dave, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate you uh, slaying the, uh, the devil, if you Thank will. You. Yeah, good job. Yeah, screw him. Bang now. Well, who's going to fight that? Joanne, thank you as well for joining me on today's episode. And everybody else, thanks again for giving us an hour and a half of your life tonight. We'll see you next time. Take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.